Well, we're all still here. We're doing the best we're we can. We're still here. We still love each other. Yes. Have we I driven you nuts yet? still want to cuddle. Oh, good. <laughs> Cuddling is the best part to get us all through this. Yeah. I know this is really tough for a lot of people wanting to get out there and see their friends and family. I just want to say a big thank you for doing your part for the greater good. We're staying inside. We're isolating. We're washing our hands. And thank you to healthcare workers and to people who are still getting food into our homes. And thanks for staying in touch with us on social media or emailing us feedback at athomepodcast.net. We really did want to hear how you guys are connecting with your community or staying positive. In fact, we also hopped on a call with one of our listeners and we're going to play that at the end of this episode. And just so you know, we recorded this episode with Jesse Tyler Ferguson before we were all in isolation. But without any further delay, let's hop in. Hello to all of our friends and family. Friends, family, animals, creatures. Anyone who listens. Bugs, insects. You know that new, there's a new app and you can actually just kind of put it to your ear and it will translate any language to what you, to like English for us or any other language. We need to have that for like animals. Imagine Mm. you can give that to your dog. Finally, we can have a conversation with our dogs. And babies. And babies. Goo goo. But we know what babies want. They just want milk. Gaga means... Oh, oh, that's right. Goo, goo, gaga. Gaga. Okay. I love you. I want milk. This is At Home <laughs> with Lyndon Drew Scott. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. This is actually a pretty exciting day. Every day is an exciting day. Every day is an exciting day. But we are, well, this week is leading up to April Fool's. Dun, dun, dun. Now, this is one of my biggest times of year because I'm an April baby, just like you, Linda. Just like me. April 22nd for Linda, Earth Day, Mm -hmm. April 28th for me. But April 1st is the kickoff where I can mess with everybody in my life. I kind of do that anyway on every other day. Yeah, you do. Every day is April Fool's. (laughs) But But who's the fool? Jonathan. This time, because I think right now we're filming Brother vs. Brother. We have these two houses and he's mid-renovation, high stress because of all that's happening. I think we need to April Fool's him tomorrow. What, you're going to have a big elaborate plan by tomorrow? I don't need, I just need, I know some actors. I think we could just have, you know what? Actually, even our guest this week, we'd have Jesse Ferguson could play an inspector from the city and he can come in and tell Jonathan that everything's shut down because the house is haunted. Mm. Does the city do that? Maybe the city wouldn't even do that. But, uh, (laughs) okay, instead of that, what if we do this? What if we hide people around the house with string or something that can pull doors open and close. Ooh, like Home Alone. Yes. But more, yeah. no, more like when we were looking on those YouTube videos and it's the ones where, where they were pranking people and they had people come into this house, like cleaners were coming into oh this house gosh. and then the doors were opening and closing and the rocking chair with the creepy doll was moving. That is terrifying. I think we should do that to Jonathan. I agree. Would he fall for it? I don't know if he'd fall for it. Uh. I don't think, remember the time we were filming in Atlanta and he thought we were pranking him because he went down to the basement because he saw the light was on and nobody was home. Right. And he was like, hello, hello. And then he, when he was halfway down the stairs, the door shut behind him. Yeah. And he was like, ha ha, very funny, but no one was home. No one was home. The creepiest thing about that time was that he was actually in the house. He was just chilling. And his dogs were there too. So Gracie and Stewie were sitting in front of him, but he said he could see Gracie and Stewie, their eyes were following something to one side of the room. And then they were following them to the other side of the room. And then they were just kind of staring at the wall area, but you could tell they were watching something, but there was nothing in the room. And then in conversation, every now and then the lights would flicker. And then Jonathan thought that was weird. And he was like, why do they keep flickering? And it turned out every time he said, boy, the lights would flicker. And so Jonathan would test it out. He'd say like, girl, nothing, guy, Mom, person, boy, and then it would flicker again. And then the whole basement thing when the door shut on him. That house was haunted. I just got a stomachache. That house was super haunted. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I lived in a haunted house. I think what we need to do, though, is take all of our experiences from that haunt and put it into his house. So we have a lot of work to do after this podcast. And then we're going to freak out Jonathan. And we're going to say, April Fool's. And then I'm going to take a bunch of his furniture and stuff and use it on my house. And then just blame it on the ghost. But yeah, the ghost blame stole it. Blame it on the ghost. So we totally got off topic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, it was, it's been a busy week too. We had, so Linda had, what was it, like 10 of your girlfriends staying over? It was like a retreat for all of Linda's high school friends. So her and 10 of them, they talk every day. 
They have almost all of them. Almost all of them. Oh yeah, they couldn't all make it, but they talk almost every day, and then they actually come and visit quite frequently whenever we can. You know, one here, one there. What was but our this joint? Time, it was our joint birthday. It was a the joint last birthday. Time we did this. It was Vegas. That's a lot of people in one house. That's that's half of what we usually have. It felt like there were thirty. I got no time in the bathrooms because they were all taken at all times. I'm just joking. I have my own. I have a secret <laughs> bathroom that nobody else knows about that I can use. But um, I mean, we love having everybody over and our friends are awesome. I mean, it's actually a lot of fun when they're here. I like it when you have people over that you don't actually have to go out. You can just sit at home and laugh all night. And there's still good food because everyone likes to bake and cook. Like you? I like, like to, to taste bake. test it all. <laughs> I do when I'm not super busy. So for you, I mean, is it every single year you guys do one big get together with the girls? Historically, it's been every five years, but we, we end up seeing most of them, if not all of them individually. Yeah. yeah. And, and most of them fun. live in Toronto area. So at least, I mean, they get together more often without you. Oh, yeah. missing out. FOMO. But, but yeah, we need to plan the next trip now. But when you live, you know, we're in Vegas and LA, everyone wants to come visit, which is kind of nice. Then they all kind of travel down and hang out with us. And then we don't have to move. We don't have to, actually. Wow, I, we're I, gonna be such like <laughs> mashed potatoes, not even couch potatoes, just yeah. mashed potatoes. Homebodies. I <laughs> no, actually, I like getting out. I like to travel a bit. Anywhere cold, I'll just go for a day or two. That's all I need. I don't want to go visit unless we're inside having hot cocoa. Hot cocoa and a hot tub. How you doing? Good. I was burping. I know. I was being polite and turning away from the mic and burping. I I appreciate it. You're looking out for me. <laughs> Speaking of burping and uh, pooping, because, you know, we were just talking about burping and pooping. We weren't talking about pooping. What? Same thing. Uh, <sighs> this episode with Jesse, that made me so happy that it went back to poop and I didn't initiate that. Let me just point out to you guys, um, <laughs> there may be a little bit of swearing. <laughs> just giving you a heads up for anybody who doesn't want to hear that, but it was a story about Jesse pooping his pants on stage. That's all I'm going to say. You have to listen to the rest of the podcast to get the rest of the information. And I also shared a story that was equally disturbing and disgusting, and that was my experience. And I didn't because, ew, like I would never, <laughs> yeah. ever talk you about that. You would never. Let me tell Gross. you about Linda last week. No. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun chatting with Jesse this week. Um, and also in our magazine reveal, Jesse is going to be featured in our at-home story, which is pretty cool. So this podcast is a deeper dive into our conversation with Jesse. It was cool to see in his house, him and Justin are such amazing people and they're going to be parents soon. I'm so excited for them. He's had 11 years on Modern Family. Of practice. Of practice TV being a practice. father. Yeah, I think that's good practice. Oh, any practice is good practice, I think. I think so. You know, we need to do this too. So maybe what we'll do is we'll I pick up- I got your Tamagotchi. I was going to say, we could we could just pick up our own Modern Family season 12, 13, 14. We'll just do our own version of it. And practice. We like to spin off and practice. <laughs> Good baby time. But um, Should we read some fan mail? We love hearing feedback from you guys. And if you can send us email, it's at feedback at athomepodcast.net or on Instagram at athome. At home. And so. you missed my sound effect thingy. Like... <laughs> so in my head, I was picturing the white rabbit in Alice in Wonderland blowing the trumpet thing and then the fan mail came out of that when you blew it. Ah, very anyway, creative. That's what I was picturing and this is the fan mail from Leslie <laughs> from Leslie Calvin. She says, way to go, Linda and Drew. You have a hit podcast on your hands. I love it. Thank you. Thank you I so much. I your conversation with Joy and look forward to hearing your conversation with Jonathan and Zoe. I was going to say... Jonathan and Joey, that would be epic. You would, ha you have me hooked. So all I can say is more and more and more. Love you both. Well, I'll tell you that Joey and Jonathan are amazing people. They're much cooler than Zoe and Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start calling that to their faces, and they're not. They won't even notice that we changed their name. <laughs> so yeah, actually, you guys will hear us sit down and have a conversation with them uh, in coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. We uh, and and also just. All the people that we talk with, I love that we can just sit down and have these casual conversations, learn more about their lives, dig into their stories. Mm -hmm. If there's anyone you want to hear us chat with, let us know. 
Yeah. So, Leslie, we expect another email from you, and you can tell us who you'd like to hear us interview on top of Zonathan and Joey. Uh, I have one. (laughs) Here it comes. Stuart. Stuart Campbell. He emailed, and he was asking us about our trips to Scotland. One quick question, Drew. You mentioned Scotland jesters and uh, back to Scotland. Uh, him and his wife are planning a trip in August and they want to know where they should go. You know, should they go to Sky? They have three small kids. So this is something to note. Scotland is gorgeous. The big cities are, are cool to experience, whether you're in Glasgow or Edinburgh. Um, but honestly, for me, getting outside of the big cities and getting into all the, the small country, like the back roads and everything, that's the most exciting. There are literally castles and cathedrals everywhere. Every farm field has like a castle in it. So if you're a nerd like me and you like those things, mm-hmm. when we did our first trip, when we went back to Scotland, you came with me for the first time. What, what did you like the most? I loved just hanging in the town that your dad is from, Lanark. Lanarkshire. And we stayed in a in a small castle. And I just loved that everything was so laid back there. I also loved Edinburgh and Glasgow. We went to, um, what was that pub that we went to that had a ping pong table upstairs? It used to be an old, Book club or oh movie. gosh, in Edinburgh? Mm, yeah, was it Glasgow or Edinburgh? Mm. I think it was called Hillhead Book Club. Oh, okay, I don't even remember. Now I can go back. It'll be like the first time I went. But it was really cool. Um, but Stuart was asking if he should go to Sky. I think if you have the time and the chance to, yes, we haven't. Well, I haven't been. Have you? Oh, I've been. You've yeah. been to Sky. I've been to Sky. So when you go up to Sky, so that's basically, is that considered the Highlands? It's up um, in the, the Northwest. But um, I mean, it's fun. There's so many different areas you can go and, and you need to take a few days in each, like going up to Inverness as well, um, or over on the East Coast, uh, Dundee or Aberdeen. Um, every, there, there are similarities in some of the cities. The one thing that I did that was cool when I was a kid, so we were in Oban and uh, it was just a small town and we were, we were hanging out there and we were, we were over like... Um, hanging out on the beach kind of area. There's by the water, and we were skipping you mean rocks. Not the beach by the desert. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were just skipping rocks and, and hanging out. And Jonathan and I picked up these stones that were really smooth, and it turned out they were coins from the 1700s. You still have them? No, because <gasps> you ate them. Well, our uncle had, had. We were in his car, and we we went and we put the coins in a safe spot in the back seat in that car at the time. It had. A, a cigarette tray. Mm-hmm. And so we put them in there because no one was using the cigarette tray and we thought they're safe. And then my uncle came along and dumped it and mm. threw them out. So we had two coins from the 1700s that we found. But I, for me, I love to explore. So if you're in Scotland, even with the kids, especially with the kids actually, because that's what we did when we were kids, find some of the beach countries. It's cool when you also see like they have palm trees in some areas what? of Scotland. Yeah, like some of the beachy areas of Scotland, which is really interesting to me. I remember, I think it was Oban. I remember I as a kid. I can't picture that. Yeah. And then also just getting up into the mountains and, and try some of the Scotch mince pies and the fish and chips. Delightful. That's all I got. That's it? Yeah. It's worth it. We're going back again this year. We're going to go back in the summer. We're going to hit Ireland for a week. We're going to hit Scotland for a week. And then we're going to go to the Olympics. So hanging out in Tokyo. And I just want to go to Disney Tokyo. Everyone says it's like Disney on steroids because it's sort of over the top. The same way when you're in Tokyo, any restaurant you go to, they're themed restaurants or there's a guided tour where you actually like are in these little Mario carts and you're wearing a Mario hat Mm. and you actually look like the little Mario race car. Who's your favorite Mario kart character? Mario. (laughs) Luigi. I like Yoshi. Yoshi. I don't know Yoshi boy. (laughs) And Toad. Toad is cute. So adorable. Totally. He's Toad's adorbs. <laughs> I tried. But um, anyway, well, let's dive in with Jesse Ferguson. This is one of the most anticipated comebacks ever for did HGTV. Did you watch Extreme Makeover? I did. Extreme Makeover Home Edition was a show I think everyone watched because they love the idea that you're completely transforming a family's life. You're giving them this whole new home, something that they never had, but these amazing, deserving families. And now they have this revival of the show and HGTV has Jesse Ferguson hosting. He fits right in. He does. Well, he's watched HGTV for a long time. In fact, when we first met years ago, we bonded over his obsession of having HGTV on in his house all the time. 
And so why don't we dive right in? This is Jesse Ferguson, a.k.a. The Other Property Brother. A.k.a. J-T-F. A.k.a. A.k.a. J-Ferg. J-Ferg. This is J-Ferg. <laughs> Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks. (laughs) My security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. I can feel the love bouncing off these walls Shining through the windows Reflecting like a rainbow That's where we belong Yeah, it feels like home Well, right now, knowing that you're down to your final episodes airing and everything, I would say that your inner dialogue is, ah, yeah, ah, for or, sure. Or are you just nervous about how much you're going to cry? Both of those things, yeah. It's um, doing the uh, these last episodes of Modern Family has been really emotional. It's been, you know what, I, I've sort of, Sarah Highland um, was saying to me the other day, she goes, it's sort of like when you get a dog, you know that dogs are not meant to live forever and you just, you can't help yourself. You fall in love with that dog so much. And then when the time comes, you're just like so devastated when the dog passes away. And it's sort of exactly like that. Like we knew this show would not last forever. And here we are in the final weeks and it's really, really sad. I, I personally can't believe how fast, 11 seasons, right? Yeah, 11. I can't believe how fast it feels like it's gone by because you guys are a part of every, not just American family. Every I mean, family. You're the, yeah. the global audience that watches you guys. And I can't believe it's it's come to an end. And I also can't believe that you compared your cast to putting down a dog. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm talking about more about my emotion. Oh, oh, like oh, I okay. feel like I have two dogs at home and like I can't even imagine like the day that will eventually come when I, you know, have to say goodbye to them. And it sort of feels the same way. It's it's that same sort of it's a big, it's a big life moment having yeah. the show go away. And when you're on Modern Family when you're filming because there's so many cast members mm-hmm. and so there's so many different dynamics and, and sort of subplots and everything happening. Yeah. How often do you get to see everybody? Well, we do table reads every week. Um, on, on usually the Wednesday, we read the the, the, the script that we're going to do the following week. Um, so we get to see everyone definitely at least once a week. And we do a lot of big family scenes, usually around holiday episodes. And those are always really fun. They, they're a little tedious because you know you're working with 12 cast members trying to coordinate and it's, it's they're longer days but um you know there'll, there'll be uh, a lot of episodes where it's just me and eric stone street who plays my husband and like most of our scenes are together and you know so i won't actually work with any of the other cast members for for weeks on end but um we are a really tight-knit group and you know we travel a lot together we just did an episode in paris a few weeks ago oh, wow. it's actually um by the time this airs it will have aired it's our valentine's day episode <gasps> so it's always really fun to um to uh, you know, travel with the cast and we hang out. And it's a it's a very very tight group, which makes you know the ending all that more difficult. It's your other family. They really truly. I mean, I've known my TV husband longer than I've known my real husband. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> so so then does does Eric give pointers to your husband? Well, you know, we've been together for so long. Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> this is how he likes his soup. Um, <laughs> no, it's funny. I mean, but like it truly is like with Eric. You know. Um, when you're cast to be someone's spouse, um, you know it's it's sort of like speed dating. I mean, you're you're put in this you know in front of a network and you're you're testing against this person, and it's like they're looking for chemistry, and it's you know it's it's a weird process. Um, 
And when Eric was actually cast as my, I was cast before he was. Um, and I, I read with lots of different potential people to play my partner. And, you know, Eric got the role and we decided to go out to, to coffee and like sort of get to know one another. Since basically we're be, have a date. Basically yeah. have a date. And halfway through our date, we, we were at this coffee shop in Silver Lake and we saw all these people with like roses and little white teddy bears and balloons. And we realized, because we were single at the time, both of us, like, oh my God, it's Valentine's Day. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> we were having our first date on Valentine's Day. So I thought oh that gosh. was a good omen. Yeah, hey, that amazing. is. That yeah. Is. And here you are, 11, how many years is it? Is, is, 11, it, 11, years. is it 11 years? Yeah, it is, 11 yeah. years. So 11 years later on Valentine's Day, this, I, I'm serious, this is going to be emotional. The, the end, the, the yeah. final day of filming for you guys, I actually want to be a fly on the wall there. Mm-hmm. Just to I, I know. I can cry just thinking about it. I don't like goodbyes. I know. Long goodbyes are hard. So here's a question for you, though. You have you're wrapping up Modern Family, and you just shot Extreme Makeover Home Edition, right? And you have a play starting in New York. Yes. So how do you even have time to breathe? I, I actually, I'm so grateful for all these other projects that I have going on right now because it's sort of helped me manage my um, sadness about Modern Family ending. Um, you know, Extreme Makeover, I started, I, I shot the 10 episodes that we did in August of, in September of last year. And that's right when we started shooting the beginning of, of the final season of Modern Family. So I was, you know, basically juggling the, both of those jobs at the same time. And I, it was nice because I wasn't really having to deal with the fact that I was starting the last year of a show that meant so much to me because I was able to spend my free time helping these other families, you know, mm. get new homes and start new beginnings. And, you know, I was such a fan of Extreme Makeover Home Edition on, in its first incarnation and also such a fan of HGTV. So like it was, it felt really special to be a part of that. And, um, and you know, then also the play sort of came in at that, it came around that same time. And uh, this is a play I'm doing in New York City this spring and summer called Take Me Out. It's a revival of a play that um, won the Tony Award in 2003 on Broadway. And um, it's a play I saw when it was in its first run in New York. And it meant a lot to me as an actor and sort of like solidified my desire to be an actor. So the fact that I actually get to now be in the play um, and actually playing one of the roles that really made an imprint on me Mm. um, is a big deal. But again, it's like this other thing that I've had to sort of focus on. And it sort of kept me from really diving into the depression of Modern Family ending. Well, and then you have the biggest project of life. Right. I'm having a baby in baby. July. Oh my gosh, so exciting. It's very very exciting and um that, you know, again was something that that was just a surprise. I mean, when I um when I took on this job to be uh, the ho- the host of Extreme Makeover Home Edition, a lot of these things weren't even in play yet. So, you know, I'm I'm busier than I've ever been. Like you had not decided that you like you guys had always wanted we had, kids. We, we knew we wanted kids, but you know we it, we didn't know what our timeline was going to be. We knew we were probably going to start in the in the near future, but if we just sort of put it out there and things sort of aligned and yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, what are you most excited about as a dad? Oh my gosh, as a dad, I mean, I've never, I, I you know, I don't know. I mean, I have so many friends with kids. Um, I love kids. I love. Um, I I I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Uh, I've sort of I've been playing a dad on television for eleven years, and I absolutely adore the girl who plays my daughter, Aubrey. Um, we've come very close, and she loves musical theater, and I love musical theater. She likes ballroom dancing, so you know, we we, we she's she's an artsy kid, and I really have um, grown very fond of her. And uh, I I was like, oh gosh, if I can feel this much love and uh, and affection for someone who's not even mine. <laughs> I imagine what it's going to be like when this baby is mine. Oh yeah, times a hundred. I yeah. think uh, Linda and I are the same. But we want to have kids soon as well. Yeah. And the the thought we get a lot of practice with our nieces and nephews. Yeah. And there are moments of frustration, uh, like when I walk. But then into we the, hand them back to their. Parents. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> get them hopped up on sugar and then give them back. But uh, <laughs> it's really it's been heartwarming for us to get that practice time. Yeah. I mean, even with our house here, like you can see over there too, we built in a little niche under the stairs because we we were trying to do things like what would our kids right. want to have in the house and. Trying to, we're now looking at the different areas of the home, how we could cater before we even have kids. I just saw the movie Parasite, so I'm seeing a little like niche under a stairway, and I'm like, I don't know what's down there. Yes, it's a little man. It's a, it's a man. He's angry. If you look behind the uh, the shelf of preserved lemons, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> don't let them out. But uh, that's where we keep our other brother. There's actually a we're, we're a oh, triplet a, property oh, brothers. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. 
So um, with with HGTV and what, what was the experience with Extreme uh, Home Makeover Edition? How how did that come to be? And did, what what did you think for your first jaunt into the HGTV world? Well, listen, I never ever expected myself to be in this world. I'm not a designer. I'm not a carpenter. I know nothing about real estate. I appreciate all of those things. Um, I helped, you know, design my home, uh, but I worked with a professional designer and like I have ideas and I like getting my hands dirty, but like I'm not, this is not what I do well. Um, but I am a consumer of it. And I love watching HGTV. I was just telling you before we started this, like it's always on in my house. So it, it was it was really weird to like be a part of that that family because it was just something that I never expected to do. And you know, my career has always surprised me. I thought I would just be a theater actor in New York City, and then um, I got pulled out to Los Angeles, and I've been out here for almost fifteen years now. So it's like I've 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 learned to not question where my career takes me. So when this came to me. Um, it sounded like an opportunity that was too good to pass up. I love, you know, I love the the the, the there's an aspect to the show that's different than a lot of reality TV, and that you are getting to help people yeah. and give them something that they need. And when you can combine your work with also, um, you know, being a good Samaritan and like spreading joy and 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 um, positivity, I mean, there's no better combination. No. So, and it's such a dramatic thing too. When you think of how many episodes did you do? We did 10. 10 episodes. Yeah. So that's 10 families. And it's such a large, large way of giving back to an right. amazing family. And just thinking about what I love with Extreme is, is the fact that in this neighborhood, everyone wants to do something great for this yeah. person. Everybody's really behind you. Exactly. It's not just about those families. It's about all the volunteers who come out mm-hmm. and all the, the people who donate their time and the builders who have put their businesses on hold to help build these these homes. And I mean, you know how hard it is to build a house. This is what you do yeah. for a living. I mean, we do this in a week, which is just insane. And it's also, you know, because we're given, the, we're supported so much by the city and, you know, they push permits mm-hmm. through and they, wow. they, Get us plots of land. It's like it's really it's it's a it truly takes a village. I think it's such an important message, especially now mm-hmm. when everything else on TV is you know doom and gloom. Yeah, it's. I mean, we're in a we're in a tough place, and you know the the news cycle is 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 hard. And I do think that you know if we can turn something on the television and like just get a, a little bit of that positivity back in, yeah. into the uh, onto our television into our living rooms. I think that's a good thing. Well, that's the I mean the main thing we love about our shows. We've been filming now for ten years, and uh, you know we're at four hundred families, four hundred episodes that we've done so for our great. shows. And when you see that many people that you've been able to change their lives, and then the millions of people globally that watch, and mm-hmm. you're inspiring them in their lives, and, exactly. and figuring out how they can have that home they've always wanted. It really warms our heart too. And that's why I, I never want to stop what we do. I just love being able to be a part of giving that to so yeah. many families. Yeah. But but also, I mean, Modern Family really does do that too. I mean, what, In its own way, yeah. It does. I mean, over the years, it, you, it's, it changed uh, type of programming as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think for you being a part of being able to sort of set a precedence with type of programming and type of uh, ways to reach people, different families, different mm-hmm. family dynamics, right. how does that feel? Uh, you know, it's it's exciting. You know, when uh, when Modern Family started eleven years ago, having a a gay couple um, raising a child on on network television was a revolutionary thing because it wasn't they, they weren't you know the the wacky next door neighbors. They were a part of the the, the, the family. They were mm-hmm. a core piece of the the, the main cast and. Um, that was revolutionary, and I think you know, eleven years later, it's not revolutionary, and I think that's a great thing, you know, that we've come far enough, and like it's 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 not as weird to see on network television a gay couple represented, um, and you know, I think you know, when when Modern Family started, marriage equality was not something that existed in the United States of America in all fifty states, and now it is, and I think that the show sort of was a pop culture touchstone for for a, a shifting nation. And um there's a lot of people who came up who have come up to me um and say, you know, I I don't have gay friends. I don't know, I don't think I know any gay people, but um I know Mitch and Cam and I love them and mm-hmm. I feel like they're friends of mine. And it made me look differently at LGBTQ rights and it made me look differently maybe at my gay son or my, my gay daughter. And like, uh, I think that, you know, we have opened up a lot of minds in that way. Um, and, you know, it's just through the power of entertainment and television. Mm-hmm. Well, it also helps give a, a bigger voice too for, because I know you're very, very involved with LGBTQ rights. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's amazing that the show, this massive network show that's been 
the number one show for I don't know how long, I guess 11 seasons. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, to, to have that sort of a platform as a base to help you extend that voice that you have to right. support the community is pretty amazing. When you started mm-hmm. Modern Family, did you think, you know, going into it as a gay man and playing a gay man, mm-hmm. did you have the intention to, you know, to change the world as you have? Um, well, I certainly don't take ownership of any of the, the great things that have happened. But, but I do think but I. you should. Okay. Well, you're very sweet. Um, Linda said too that you created Modern Family <laughs> from scratch with my own two and hands. And you own the network. Uh, I wish I would be uh, a very wealthy man. Um, no, I, I, I don't think you go into any job thinking that that's going to happen. Uh, you know, as an actor, you're just looking for. I mean, I've been an actor now for 20 years and you're basically dealing with unemployment most of your career. That's just the reality of the business. And, you know, everyone always says acting is a really, really hard job. So when you get a job, you're just so grateful to have the job. And if it's a job that's critically acclaimed, that's that's a bonus. And if, if critics like it and, it and and audiences tune in and the ratings are great, that's even a better thing. Mm-hmm. But if there's also a opportunity for social impact and ramifications that's like the cherry on the top of the mm-hmm. sundae that no one expects to get yeah. and so you know of course i wanted to like use this as a platform and use this as a way to help bring voices and bring stories to um homes that wouldn't necessarily have heard them and i think it has uh but i don't think it's it, it's exceeded my expectations yeah I 100% am going to miss. I'm just going to start creating my own season 12, 13, 14, <laughs> just by recutting your old episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Modern so family it never yeah, ends. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like they'll just take characters look, and make like alternate up. endings. Yes, exactly. Or, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Their own stories. Yeah. <laughs> so, so where did it, for you, that, that creative bug to get at, for acting, I know you started in theater, but how young were you and what was your dynamic, your family dynamic growing up? What got you into theater? Um, I went and saw a, uh, a play that my mom took me to. I think it was like Alice in Wonderland when I was like six or seven years old. And it was the Albuquerque Children's Theater that was doing this production. And it was kids on stage performing for kids, which I was one of in the audience. And I remember watching it thinking, I don't want to be sitting in the audience. I want to be on stage doing that. Yeah. And it really surprised my mom because I was a very shy kid. Um, and I I think she was very supportive of it because she's like, look, if this is going to be something that that makes Jesse come out of his shell a little bit. Let, let's go for it. So she enrolled me into the, the company and I just took off from there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and so were, were you uh, being shy and you had said before that you you were bullied a little bit as a yeah, kid. Yeah, well, Were you bullied because you were shy or? I think it was a, a bit of that. I mean, I think, you know, having red hair in the 80s in Albuquerque, New Mexico was not a cool <laughs> thing. Um, I, uh, you know, I think also, kids sort of pick up on insecurities and they, you know, poke at that. And um, I was, you know, obviously going through my own internal things, you know, being gay and maybe not knowing what that meant. And, um, you know, I, I think all of that com- comes into play. Um, it, it, I did not have an easy time in Albuquerque growing up. Um, I, uh, right after high school, I moved to New York and that's sort of where I found my people. Um, but it, it was, uh, I think all of my experiences in Albuquerque did, sort of create the person I am now. Mm. Um, it, it's, it gave me a, a bit of a drive. Um, I was determined to be successful in the career that I knew I was going to be successful in. Um, and I think that, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like it sort of shaped me, those those early years. And, and you said in those early years, trying to figure out your sexuality and um, being very shy and and... Hey, I have some red hair too. I'm Scottish, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all about that. <laughs> did, did you? Um, when, when did you come out? Was it when you were in Albuquerque, or after you'd uh, gone to New York? I think I, I, I think a, I mean, it's sort of a gray area. I mean, I think my parents kind of knew, but I, I officially probably we had that discussion when I was already in, in New York City. But I, I read something a while back that uh, you said yeah. you had to come out to your dad three times. I did. I did. What? He, well, we had, <laughs> he he kind of knew about. Okay, I'll just get right to the point. I was caught stealing gay porn when I was like 14 or 15. Yes. So I feel we've like that was, that. we've okay. all done it. I mean. um, and, uh, it's a story I've told before, but like, I think that was, I always consider that my coming out. I'm like, well, there it is. I mean, I didn't expect for it to be this way, but but there you are. Uh, and then, you know, a few years later, my dad sort of, I think he just thought, well, maybe it's a phase. And he asked about maybe a girlfriend that I might have. And I was like, dad, why would I, why would I have a girlfriend? And then when, after I moved to New York, he asked about a girlfriend again, are you seeing anyone out there? Is there, do you have a girlfriend out in New York? I'm like, dad, we've gone over this three, like I just kept having to come out to him. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, he's got dads. it now. He was at my wedding and he understands now. He loves Justin. Yeah. Is is this man Justin? Is that the officiant? Yeah, where, yeah, where, yeah. Where's your soon to be wife? Dad, don't make it four. Come on, Dad. <laughs> we actually have uh, from our wedding. Our officiant was uh, Linda's best friend. Is Linda's best friend? But um, we on our very first date, we went on. It was actually uh, it he, was his birthday so, party. Yeah, so Linda oh, and I no were way. actually we were supposed to do sushi and hot chocolate, and then she was supposed to leave me to go to her friend's um, uh, birthday party, Rodney. And, and it was, invited himself I invited to the myself party. along because they were doing karaoke, and I thought if I can do karaoke in front of her, I'm going to lock her in. She's going to love me because karaoke is my jam. Oh no! And wow, so, it there worked. We go. So yeah, our first our first date but, had Rodney, and he married us in the end. Yeah, That's but, fantastic. But the funny story is Rodney was an hour late, so we were by ourselves in the private karaoke room well, singing for an hour, he got, and then he, he got too drunk, and so he went to the wrong karaoke place. And then when he Hilarious. did get there, he walked in. And as soon as he came in, he saw Drew and he pushed me to the wall and he said, Linda, I love you. Is this my birthday gift? <laughs> <laughs> he thought I was for him. But uh, I chose Linda. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. That's but great. all that gay porn that I had stolen, I gave it yeah, to yeah. him as a gift. Yeah. <laughs> but, Perfect. Uh, and, and so um, do you have siblings? I do, yeah. A, a sister and a brother, both younger. A sister and a brother. And are they still out Albuquerque way? My or? sister's in Colorado and my brother actually lives out here in uh, California. Oh, right on. Yeah. Are you guys a, a tight dynamic, the sibling? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, you know, I, th- I think with age, like when your parents get a little older, like you can sort of come together in a different way. We're, me and my sister are pretty similar. She's involved in the. She's she was a dancer. She was in, involved in gym gymnastics, and she's she. Um, you know, she likes photography. So I, I sort of have that that with I have that kinship with her. My brother was you know very into sports, and um, I didn't really understand. I didn't have a lot in common with him. But in our older age, we've sort of solidified as a, as a unit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, uh, I mean, our Jonathan and I did everything together growing up. I mean, we were inseparable. We literally did everything. And our older brother just found us annoying younger brothers yeah. when we were little. But then we started to bond as we got more mature. And um, it's hard because, you know, Jonathan and I are on the road all the time working. Yeah. JD's in Vegas is where he lives. And so we, we don't get to see each other as much as we want to. But I mean, our family dynamic, dynamic is pretty close. And Linda's too. Coming into the fall, she's got a big family. Yeah, and there then, are five of us. Oh, nice. Yeah. And wow. there's six nieces and nephews, so it gives us lots of practice. That's great. So if you want more practice, you can always borrow Absolutely. them. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. went over to my house. Yeah. <laughs> we have until July, so let's use yeah, it up yeah, as much exactly. as we can. And, and so with everything that you have uh, happening, which is amazing, I love how diverse, I mean, obviously you're an amazing actor and stage and on TV. Uh, but then uh, I heard, though, your initial... In the theater days, one of your initial gigs was a mime. Oh gosh, you did I'm some research. Yeah. <laughs> why, why are you terrified of mimes? Because, because they, is it the white face or the, yes. the fact that they don't speak? Yes. Are you are you scared of clowns as well? Yes. Okay. It's like all in the same clowns. family. Yeah. I was a clown They're when related. I was young. You were a mime. So I definitely <laughs> oh, want to get a picture of Linda between us doing Hilarious. her things. <laughs> yeah. The, when I, the the Albuquerque Children's Theater that I spoke of, it that was actually like a little side company. There was a little mime group that was there was only like eight or nine of us that, I mean, I wasn't a very good mime. I don't think I really mastered it, but- I Are any really that good? <laughs> I mean, now all the mimes of America are going to come Marcel after Marceau. me. Marcel I mean, okay. he's a pretty good one. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. He's got the moves. The mimes of America. So when we were kids, our Dennis parents- is back there miming. Oh yeah. Our, um, our parents were, we had so much energy as kids and I'm sure we drove them nuts because Jonathan and I were always trying to, you know, get some attention on us and we're putting on little plays and singing songs, making up songs. So we got into theater and that was our new outlet and that's what gave me the passion. I, I was acting before I got into hosting. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That was, so as a kid, Jonathan and I were both what actors. What was your favorite part? That, that we did over the years? Yeah. Well, it wasn't that um, naked zombie movie that I did that was supposed to be artistic <laughs> oh, and ended no. up just looking like a B-rated porn. That's Not that story. one. Oh, yeah. Listen, we all have those B-rated yeah. porns in our past. But we... Um, we just don't all steal them like you do from the store. <laughs> but uh, I would say for me, one of the, the most fun parts, it was another indie project I did just when I was young. And I did a lot of like student films and stuff uh-huh. when I was younger too to get experience. And it was the first time I did something dramatic. I was actually playing a young father and um, I had, was tired driving. I fell asleep at the wheel and then my 
my wife and, and son had, had died in the crash. This is and the so, part, just so everyone who's listening knows, this is not your real life. This is what had the part they were playing. So yes, yes, it was a part I was playing. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about <laughs> a Linda role. is right here with me. <laughs> I'm still here. She's fine. I, I did not know this about you. I love it. Oh yeah, there's there's so much to me. So many layers of this <laughs> onion. <laughs> Moving forward from here after experience with Extreme, do you think you're going to want to get into a lot more hosting as well as acting? I mean, I I I you know I was I've been offered other hosting jobs and nothing really felt right. Um, this feels like it's a good fit. Uh, I, I I think you know we'll, we'll wait and see. But I, I imagine there might be a few more seasons of Extreme Makeover. Um, you know, if people respond to it, I think they're going to want to do some more. So. I could certainly see myself doing a few more episodes. It's really hard work. I mean, I really am so in awe of what you all do. Um, I had no idea. I'm, of course, I know how much work goes into building a home, but like, it is. Uh, it's it's really it's it's a lot. I mean, <laughs> well, with your timelines too. I mean, Jonathan and I move yeah. very fast. We'll do up to thirty nine houses at a time, which is wow. a lot. But we have a bit more time than a week to get right. uh, get through these. It's right. a ton of work. But some people, you know, they'll watch TV and they think, "Oh, you're just hosting a show. You don't do any work, and you know, you just show up and everybody." That's not the way of it. I mean, no, you're in there. No, you're long actually hours. in there doing it. And like, you know, there's a there was a, a home specifically in um, our first season where we were running very very far behind, and um, it was sort of like we got to a point where like, okay, we kind of can't film anymore until we clear out the garage so we can like load in some furniture and it's like it was just sort of like all hands on deck and we we're breaking yeah. down boxes and like trying to just like move to the next step and it was it was all of us doing that together and it was like all the volunteers I was doing it the designers were doing it and there was no cameras rolling it was just like we were we just but need to get this done I think that's why your career has blossomed into so many different areas and that you do so well because you are genuine you are genuinely wanting to be a part of the team. Get your hands dirty. Whoever you're working mm -hmm. with, it's family. At least that's what what yeah. I see. And you're willing to get your hands dirty and you, you work hard to make things happen. But I, I love that you're a part of the family. You know, people have said for many years that you look a lot like me, so we could be brothers, you know. I They do not. No, no haven't you? I thought I heard something. No, Linda? No? Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you were Jonathan. <laughs> ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. <laughs> Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. <laughs> Um, on top of all this, on the food side of things, I yeah. hear you're a bit yeah, of a foodie. Yeah, tell us about your cookbook. I am. I'm a food. I am quite a foodie, and um, I am writing a cookbook right now. Just to add one more thing to my yeah. schedule, um, <laughs> and that was actually something that I I agreed to do a, about a year ago, and before any of this stuff was was happening. So I thought I would actually have a lot of time after Modern Family finished, and I would be like, oh great, I'll just, I'll, I'll write that cookbook. Now I have a billion things happening, but um, yeah, I, I hosted the Jane's Beard Awards a, a few years in a row. Um, actually, uh, Zoe and I were were on the Jane's Beards last year together, um, and uh, that's that's been great. The Jane's Beards, for people who don't know, it's like it's basically like the Oscars of the culinary world, and they're held in Chicago every year. Um, but yeah, I, I love. Uh, I'm an investor in a few restaurants here in Los Angeles, and um, it's it's been something fun. I think I always thought if I had time to, I would go to culinary school and kind of really learn how to be a great chef. And so this has been a kind of fun way to, to do that with my crazy schedule. So if you ever decided to retire as an actor and a host, yeah. we know that you would go straight into culinary. I think I might. I think well, that would be what I would do. I'd go to your restaurant. So, yeah. so give us some names. <laughs> I need to know restaurants for us to go to. Restaurant. Well, oh, um, I'm going to name the, the the few that I'm going to name right now are like the, the two that I've invested in right now. Um, the, there's one called All Day Baby in, um, in Silver Lake. Um, here's looking at you in Koreatown, uh, a place called Nick's on Beverly, which is a great vegan place. Oh, it's yeah. just opened up recently. We've been to Nick's. Nick's, yeah, yeah. that's one of that's. I'm an investor in that. They place. They kicked us out. 
They kicked you out. I'm Nick joking. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Linda, she gets a little rowdy on the tables. And I actually love yeah. that in LA. There's so many amazing vegan restaurants, but yeah. you know, a lot of people who are not vegetarian or vegan, they think, oh, you go to one of those restaurants, you're eating lettuce. And yeah, no, 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 no. So delicious, and you don't realize. Like, there's so many dishes that taste like meat, but they're they're not overly processed right. dishes. They're still delicious. They're hearty. They're healthy, and, and even dishes that aren't made to look like meat, like it's yeah. just vegetables and it tastes amazing. It yeah, doesn't have to exactly. pretend to be meat. <laughs> We've been vegetarian exactly. now for six months. I, I'll still do a little fish from right, time to time right, right. every few weeks, but um, we actually love it. I don't miss, I grew up on a ranch, so I thought I would miss meat. Right. I don't. You don't miss it at all. No, I, I thought I thought I really would, and and it's like like steaks and re, and red meat. Right. I don't really miss it, and I, I don't feel more lethargic. I think it's easier that we're doing it together. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. No. One hundred. Yeah. Justin, my husband, wanted to to do vegan for a little while. I was like, yeah, let's try it. Let's let's do it. And the next day, after we had this conversation, uh, he was getting ready to go to the gym, and he was making some scrambled eggs. And I was like, that's that's not. That's that's animal protein and that's actually not vegan. And he like snapped at me. He goes, like, "Well, I have to get protein somewhere." <laughs> and I was like, "It's there. There are ways to get protein and still be vegan. And also, I'm just telling you, it's not vegan." <laughs> he was already raging not at you me. A yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that, that's the when you get the meat sweats. That's like the meat rage. Right. Exactly. Right yeah. Yeah. I find uh, for for me, I still need to educate myself on some of those sources for protein mm-hmm. and, and certain minerals and whatnot that are not meat-based right. because it's so easy. You know, a fistful of chicken is the amount you need for a meal for, for your protein. Right. So we've been told, who or knows? So right, told, right, yeah. right. So my first, I went to, when I graduated high school, I went to university and I did four years of kinesiology with a minor in math. What is kinesiology exactly? It's the study of the body. It's like phys ed oh, okay, almost. Gotcha. So you could become a sports doctor. I didn't or, take college, so... I didn't take them their college thing, <laughs> but uh, after doing that, we got into real estate at the same time because I didn't I didn't want to get into anything else. I wanted originally to be a coach, and then I wanted to become an actor, and oh then I gosh. decided to do real estate as a way to fund my creative endeavors. And then the real estate just sort of took off. A my, coach? What kind of coach did you want to be? Basketball. I was a huge basketball. I wanted to be in the NBA, but uh, I wasn't that good. Really? Jesse Williams. I played basketball. I played yeah. in the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game with him a few years back. The reason why I bring up Jesse Williams is because he's going to play with yes. me on yes. Broadway. Yes. Um, I'm so excited to work with him. He, so you guys play basketball together on the... We did. Yes. He, I was the... Um, I, could, I can jump and I'm a, a rough player and he was the good looks on the team. He is a very good looking person. Yeah, I mean, it's. it's He's very blessed. I, I feel really bad for him. Don't we pass by a poster? There's a random poster in Larchmont of for his. For Grey's face. Anatomy? I, but no. no, it's a random. It's not for Grey. I, I'll have to read what it is. It was for something random, but it's just a giant. It's the size of an entire it's at door. By the magazine stand. By the magazine stand in Larchmont. Go find it. Maybe he doesn't know Every time we walk by, we're just like, hey, Jesse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's stunning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most he, Jesses are. He, he told yes, the same thing are. about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so um, just to, to dig in a little bit too on your career over the 20 years of acting. So mm-hmm. tell us some of the embarrassing stories, um, some of the awkward moments in auditions or some of oh, the gosh. sort of butting heads on set or what's, what's some fun? Oh, you're looking for the dirt. Well, I will tell you, um, I pooped my pants on stage once. Yes. Wow. I yeah. love you more As a, now. Because you were a method actor and you were in the scene? No, <laughs> no, the scene did not call for me to poop my pants. <laughs> oh my God, um, because you were so nervous? No, um, it was a matinee. So it was a two-show day of a, a, I was doing a musical on Broadway called at the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. And um, we, in between shows, uh, between the matinee and the evening performance, um, the entire cast went across the street to the Palm um, steakhouse. They were they were serving us a lobster dinner. Oh no! So I had a huge, a heavy dinner between these two shows, and um, <laughs> tell me basically more. Basically, I thought I was just gonna. I was having bad stomach cramps, and I thought you tried I would. To fart. I tried to fart, and that's not what happened. And basically, not only did some of my cast here, but a few of the audience members also heard. And uh, oh my! God. One of the audience members actually said, "Ew." <laughs> Which just made me start laughing harder. And then my friend Sarah, who was also in the play with me, started laughing so hard she started peeing her pants. So it was just a, you did it together. a chain event. It was like that scene, I don't remember what, uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous, where one person vomits and everyone else starts everyone vomiting. Everyone does, yeah. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Oh my gosh, I love Just that. so you don't feel like yeah. you're all alone, I'm going to tell you my most embarrassing story. So uh, I was in a, this is, while I was hosting, it had been a few years since I'd done any acting and I had an opening in my, in my schedule. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my, my agent hooked up some meetings with some of the top 
casting directors in LA and some of the big studio execs. And they just wanted me to get in front of them just to see them a little bit. Yeah. And they knew me from my shows from Property Brothers and whatnot. But to get back into acting, it'd be great. And it's nice to be able to get these meetings. And so I was talking to them. It was just like peers kind of talking a little bit. They love the show. And I want to, you know, I love the shows that, that, that they cast and, and produce. And so I, they were, we're talking about escape rooms. And so just to kind of be on that peer level, I'm like, well, I love escape rooms. I do it all the time. Why don't I take you guys to one of uh, the escape rooms in town? So long story short, Linda and I met, it was forecasting and, and execs. So all these big wigs in LA. And we had four of them that came with us and we went to this escape room. Well, Linda and I made the intelligent decision to go to a Mexican buffet just before the escape room. Two words so, that should not be Yeah, together. should never go together. So we go to the escape room and they put us in the room. Have you ever done an escape room? I haven't. I'm dying to do one. <gasps> okay, we we're going to take you to do one. Okay, fantastic. We've, we've literally you done hundreds. You guys would need to use the bathroom before. Yeah, maybe no Mexican buffet before. No yeah. Mexican buffet. We've done hundreds and we love them. And so that's what we have all this. We've done them all over the world. And anyway, so we go in there. Legally, they're not allowed to lock you in the room. An escape room, if anybody doesn't know, it's it's actually where they lock you in a room and you have like an hour to escape. But they can't they're legally lock really you in because of, you know, fire code and everything. Sure. Well, this place, they legit locked us in the room. It was a giant metal door. They actually had one inside of another giant metal door. So once they put us in the room, my stomach started like bubbling a little bit. I'm like, oh. And then they lock all six of us in the room. And then right after they lock the door, then my stomach really started going. I'm like, I'm going to shit my pants. And so <laughs> right then I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm panicking a little bit because I'm like, I don't want to leave. They said there's a button on the wall. If you push that button, it ends the game. You lose and then you'll, you'll get out of the room. And I said to them, I don't want to lose the game for you guys, but I'm not feeling great. I need to step out. And I was trying not to let them know I'm going to shit my pants. Right. And so um, I go to the door, I push the button, nothing happens. It was a fake button. It literally did uh -huh. nothing. I go to the metal door, I'm shaking it. The door is legit locked. I'm banging on it. No. They don't hear anything because so it's two doors inside. In. We're locked in the room. And I'm panicking because I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I literally, I got to the point where I started looking for a bucket. The escape room turned into a panic room. It did. It was definitely, <laughs> I legit was looking for a garbage can to shit in in the room. Oh It was my that God. bad. And so finally I say camera way up. The ceiling was like a 10 foot height or something. And so I, I climb up on a table and I start wiggling the camera and a voice comes on and says, don't touch that. And I'm like waving at the camera. I'm like, let me out of here. And they're like, are you trying to say you want out? I'm like, yes. So uh, I get out and I go in and there's a, a restroom right there. And there's a waiting area with a bunch of people waiting for the next game. And so I go into the restroom and shut the door and the door keeps popping open. Uh -uh. And I'm like, what is going on here? So finally, I'm like, screw it. I just go in there. I go into the little cubicle thing and I kind of prep myself and get in. The moment I sit down on the toilet, all the lights go out in the bathroom. Uh -huh. I'm like, I'm still in the escape room. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sensor. They had a sensor. You're not standing at the sink. All the right. lights go out, which is stupid. Right. Finally, take care of all that. And I come back into the room and they hadn't made any more no, progress. We were too scared. Because the next room <laughs> in the escape room, the next room they had to get into was a bathroom and it had a zombie oh, person no. in there and they were too scared to go in. Good thing I didn't go in there because I would have used the toilet. <laughs> so I didn't get a call from those casting directors. So. Oh God. No, Maybe you... I don't want to go to an escape room with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was... It's an experience you need to have without the Mexican buffet. Oh, wow. Okay. That actually trumps mine. Yeah, well, I, I, did, you, I didn't actually, actually shit actually myself. Shot yourself, so. I did, I did. That wins. I, so I get the brownie points. <laughs> literally. I, I win. I win the game. You oh get my the God. actual brownie points. Yeah, I, literally. <laughs> On the acting side of things, do you prefer, when you got into acting, were you really natural when it came to comedy or did you prefer dramatic roles? Um, you know, I really responded to both. Uh, I think I... Think I Oh, I usually approach comedy from a place of um, reality. I think, you know, real situations are more funny than kind of like slapstick over the yeah. top stuff. It's just not what I really am drawn to. Um, so it's it's really just about the part, honestly. Um, I Some of my favorite theater pieces have been, you know, dramatic works. I do find myself being cast mostly in, in uh, comedy, though. Um, but for example, this play I'm doing um, this summer, it's a very funny role, but it's also a, a very emotional part as well. Um, and I get some really beautiful monologues. I get some really beautiful moments and it's an opportunity to sort of show both sides of, of what I can do. So yeah, yeah, it's exciting to be able to flex both those muscles. Absolutely, is really exciting. yeah. You know, Linda, because I, I had that acting background, I had studied for years. Linda never did any acting before and she really wanted to do it. So we were actually filming up in Vancouver where I used to go to an acting school up there. And so she took a class, she did a, a scene study. And I thought it was the funniest thing in the world to see her I wasn't trying to be acting. funny though. So were you Linda, just do you laughing what you, at me? Do you, did you have a scene that, do you remember what it was? Yeah, I had to do uh, the scene from Big. 
I think. Was big, it a scene from Big? big? Yeah. I can't remember the exact scene. Big. But how did you find yeah. it? Did you feel awkward or did you I feel- I felt totally awkward. I mean, the only thing I had done was musical theater in right. high school, which was so fun because we got to build the sets and right. you know, you have to go to school early and you just felt like you were just part of this cool club. Um, but this, was it an improv? No, it was an acting class. I felt- so weird, but it was. It felt good. It actually felt like therapy. Well, the, the, ah. I would just cry the whole time. I remember <laughs> I went in and I watched them do their warm up, and they, you know, they kind of try and get everyone to loosen up a little bit and get out of their heads, and uh, and it is as you probably know from acting school too. Like I, it legit is like therapy sometimes. Yeah. just crying with strangers. But you yeah. were good. You were you were good. great. I remember watching in the class, and I was expecting her to be absolutely terrible. And I was telling you not to come. I was like, do not. I come. snuck in when she didn't know I was coming. I was like, oh God, in. yeah. But it was fun. Then do you have a whole career ahead of you if you want it? There you go. Sounds like. All right, let's let's do this. We'll call it Escape Room. This is your the new movie. Yeah. You're writing this already. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> the shitty escape room. <laughs> well, thanks so much for sitting down to chat with us. And I'm excited to see um, your play. We're gonna t- make a trip to yeah, New come York. out to New York. Yeah. How long are you running for? Uh, I th- it starts previews in early April, and I think it runs to like mid July. Well, so we have, yeah, in a matter of a couple of weeks. Well, we're going to be out there next month too. So yeah. we'll have to come. Yeah. And you have Extreme is on right now. You still have episodes. You have the last couple of episodes of Modern Family right. that are wrapping up too. We are going to be busy. In fact, I'm going to have to put all my shows on hold because we're going to be doing nothing but watching your stuff. I have a lot of things going on. Yes. And, and thank then if you, you need a babysitter. And also that. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. That bus. Jesse, That's actually, me crying. That's me crying because I used to cry. Every time they moved the bus? Yes. Yes. No, it it's, so I love emotional. I love the new version of the show because the stories are amazing. The families are amazing. Jesse is an awesome host. And I love the fact that he's actually in there and he's moving things. He's moving furniture. He's actually a part of the transformation. Mm-hmm. I think that he... I mean, he says that he's no expert in home, but I think that makes him a way more relatable host for this show because it could be anyone and anyone can, you know, be positively affected by the fact that a whole community is coming together to give back to a family in need. Well, and also he's so open and genuine. And I think that that is the kind of thing that people gravitate towards. So he truly wants the best for these families and you see that. And he's like a bro now, so... What do you mean he's like a bro now? Because he's in the HGTV family. He's always been part of the family. The modern family. Oh, you're so good, Linda. And I, I do want to say, too, a thank you to all of you guys. We've been asking you to stay in touch with us on social media. Let us know how you're doing. Yeah, keep keep updating us on social. You can use the hashtag at home podcast. Tag us at, at home. We want to know how you're keeping busy and healthy and positive at home. And we also want to hop on a call with some of you guys too. So if you post a little video or a little blurb on social media using hashtag at home podcast to let us know how you're doing, we might just hop on a call with you too, just like we did with Aaron Chrysler from Nashville. Hey, hey how's it going? So you are in Nashville. I see your cute pup in behind you. She did pop in there. That is cinnamon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she looks so perfect. She looks like a, a doll. <laughs> yeah. I adopted her a few years ago. She was rescued from a, a backyard chicken coop. Um, some people just had her and she had lived there for 10 years. And um, she does not know how to eat out of a bowl. She eats on a napkin because people just used to throw things at her. So she's supposed to be 10 years old when I got her, but I've had her for about four now. And so she doesn't really interact well because, you know, she didn't have that. Um, But she's super sweet. She'll let you know she wants your attention. Um, But she's... She's great. And so is it, it's the two of you together. You're keeping each other entertained while in isolation. Yes, sir. Just trying to, uh, just trying to have fun. We take her out for walks, take her out for walks a little bit here and there. And, um, she doesn't really love the walks. (laughs) So that's like, that's like Drew when I take him out for a walk. Uh, He doesn't really love it. (laughs) I'll find exercise in other ways. Go try playing basketball with her. That's what I like. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Hey, me, me and you, Linda would be on the same team. On the basketball. Yes. <laughs> so, what have you been doing to pass the time? Uh, you know what? Um, 
one of the cool things about this moment is that it's teaching us to be connected without being connected. Um, and, you know, um, we're so disconnected in the world today. Um, but this is teaching us a whole new way of being connected. So one of the things that's been really fun is to get online on Zoom. Um, and I've got a group of friends here that's a core group of friends that we all meet and hang out and go to dinner and, you know, play games and go to concerts with. Um, and we've been meeting on Zoom and doing Quiplash, Jackbox games and stuff like that. But um, joining people around the country that I don't see very often, um, except for when we travel or when I travel and, and work and stuff. Um, it's been fun to get together with those people, uh, around the country that I don't see very often and, uh, and join together and do games as well. And so it's, it's a whole new way of connecting. And I think it's going to change our culture. I think, I think this is going to change the world. When we all come out of this, I hope the thing that will last is how much and how, how often we are connecting with so many people and, you know, families and friends, yes, but also strangers. I've heard, uh, you know, neighborhoods coming together and, and people chatting, you know, from across the street, but chatting like they would have never before. And and I think, Linda, what you're talking about, about <clears throat> you hope that we come out of this. I, I think we will come out of this a changed culture. Um, I think I've always been very grateful. I posted on Facebook the other day. I've always been very grateful <clears throat> and blessed for what I have in my life. But this has brought me to a new level of appreciation of, um, of community and um, of the things that really matter in life and um, how much we, we really need each other. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing that is kind of weird about this is there's a different, you know, there's a different class system in America. You know, there's, there's people who have wealth and then there's people that don't and we're all in the same boat right now we're we're all in this together and um i do hope that we come out of this as a greater community loving each other you know right now it, it you know it doesn't really matter our differences we we we're pulling together and we're coming together in ways that i've never seen oh 100 i'm really glad that we've been able to take the time to connect with you as well and hear yes. from your end so yeah, it's been great to see you guys and I'll see you guys in person soon. Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to see you. I want to see you in person soon. I want to see you virtually for some game night. Yes. Uh, and well. virtual karaoke. Online karaoke. Uh, Zoom karaoke would be great. Yeah. I think that would be great. And uh, what's, what's your go-to song, Linda? Any Disney song. <laughs> really? Oh, you love, I know y'all love Disney. What's your, so what's your song? Uh, my song is hold on, hold on. I'm coming home. <laughs> Y'all know that song? You, yeah, you know, I may I have heard, heard of it. Of I it. may have, you know, <laughs> written it. I, uh, I think you might sing it better than I do. So, my actual go to song is I have two is uh, You Shake My Nerves and You Rattle My Brain. Too Much in Love Drives a Man Insane. You Broke My Wheel, but oh, what a thrill. Goodness gracious. Great, great balls, balls of fire. fire. Nice. Put your head, head on my shoulder. shoulder. That old Paul Anka. Oh my gosh. I love that one. Great song choices. What would be your go-to? Uh, a Whole sing, New World. One. Oh. A Whole New World. A dazzling, a dazzling place, place I, I never knew. knew. That's one of the last things I saw on, on Broadway. I took, I took I went with some friends to Broadway one of them had never been to a Broadway show ever. He's, he's 40 years old and he'd never been to a Broadway show. I, uh, I said, what do you want to go see? And he goes, well, I want to go see something that, that I kind of know. And he goes, I love Disney. I said, there's Aladdin. He goes, Oh, let's go see Aladdin. It's like, okay. So we went to see Aladdin. We went to see Aladdin the first night for his Broadway, um, cool. intro and yeah, debut. And then we went to see wicked the night after that. And so nice. oh. wicked's one of my favorites. Yeah, same. Yeah. Drew, what's your go-to karaoke song? Um, I have a few different ones. So, I'm gonna love you. Well, if I want to do country, I'm gonna love you forever, forever and ever. Hey, man, little Randy Travis. Or, oh, yeah. you can tell everybody this is your song. Yeah, I like you and McGregor's version from what Moulin Rouge. Yeah. yeah, that's a great Broadway show. I loved Moulin Rouge on Broadway. 
It's such a good <laughs> show. I loved it. So hopefully it'll be back. So yes. Yeah. Well, um, keep practicing. Hold on. Um, <laughs> next time we'll bring you on stage when we see you in Nashville. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting. <laughs> thank too. Thank you. Stay safe. Hey, y'all too. Love you guys. Love ya. And we'll game night soon. Mwah. Yes. Yes. Mwah. Absolutely. Take care. It's so amazing to hear from you guys. Thank you to Aaron who took the time to chat with us. Aaron and Cinnamon. Aaron and Cinnamon. <laughs> Aaron has an amazing voice and I love that he's connecting with his community too to make sure that everyone's feeling like they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so please reach out to us guys. Hit us up on social media using hashtag at home podcast and also tag at at home. We want to hop on a call with you as well. We're going to keep sharing our podcasts in hopes that it makes you smile. Uh, takes your mind off the news for, you know, half an hour. Thank you to our podcast producer, Brandon Angelino, and to Annalie Bell for our research. And on top of all that, our music is by... Chad Carlson and... Victoria, Victoria Shaw. Victoria Shaw. Feels like home. And a big thank you to Linda, the love of my life, for whispering in creepy ways with me. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. How do you whisper kiss? How do you mime a kiss with a big <laughs> you don't want to see what I did. See you guys later. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. (gasps) Actually, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like... Lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm -hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.